Hey, it's your host, Abigail Pumphrey, and I'm on a personal mission to help more small business owners become financially free. I like to nerd out on all things business, marketing, and most definitely the numbers. I'm talking all the lessons learned as I turned a layoff into a seven-figure online business. I like to share it all and no conversation is off the table. We talk actionable strategies, biz challenges, and all the things life throws your way. Grief, anxiety, loss, and resilience are all topics you'll find here. So grab a cup of coffee and settle in because you're listening to the Strategy Hour podcast brought to you by Boss Project. We are in the middle of the fastest moving technology shift in our lifetime. And for the majority of us listening, we live through the birth of the internet. So that's definitely saying something. Here's the good news. It's good news. Truly, I have so much to fill you in on. Join me for my upcoming workshop, The Market Shift. It's so crucial to online businesses that I'm offering it completely for free. No strings attached, just pure actionable insights that will help you navigate the coming changes. But that's not all. If you attend live and stay until the end, you'll get exclusive access to my brand new mini course, The Two-Click Funnel absolutely free. Inside, I'm giving you the exact automation funnel I'm running that consistently converts organic traffic into loyal buyers in minutes. Join me and prepare your business for the future. Go to bossproject.com shift to register now. If you're hearing this, there's still time. Don't miss out bossproject.com shift. I remember having this sinking feeling that it didn't matter what I did or what I said that for whatever reason, the people closest to me in my life were the most apprehensive. And to me, that felt incredibly isolating. About business? Oh, yeah, dude. Like I feel like when you start something and then you put something out into the world and you don't have that immediate support from the people around you, that it can feel like maybe you've done the wrong thing. And I read this quote the other day online and it struck me with like vengeance because it felt like it finally explained something that I've been feeling for so long and y'all agree. Okay. (laughs) Like, so the quote is, you know why strangers support you more than the people you actually know? Because the people you know have a tough time accepting that you come from the same place but they are still stuck. I like had that sink in and just felt completely overwhelmed by it because it's so true. (laughs) (laughs) How, how has that manifested for you, Emily? It's really interesting because I come from a family of entrepreneurs and small business owners. And so I was never lacking support from the majority of the people in my life. Mm -hmm. My parents were always supportive. My friends were always supportive. What I felt was like the wrong kind of support from my husband for many years Mm -hmm. until we kind of communicated what his fears or anxiety actually were and Mm -hmm. what mine were. And I realize, and I know we've talked about this with our students a lot, but typically, and in my own experience, anytime we fought about business or a business decision or he had anxiety about it or a conversation just went a wrong way or whatever, it was because 
he was anxious for me. He wants me to succeed. He wants our family to succeed. There, there would never be a time and place where he would not wish that for me or us. Mm-hmm. But the type of personality that he has is very anxiety driven and very the worst case scenario is going to happen kind of guy. And going and starting your own thing and relying on yourself for money is -hmm. like the opposite of security for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And so when I finally realized, okay, he's not doubting me. He's not doubting my ideas. He doesn't think they're garbage, Mm -hmm. which is what I would tell myself for a long time. He maybe Mm -hmm. needs me to like outline this launch for him or tell him how something just went down numbers wise or loop him mm-hmm. in on the bigger picture and the bigger long-term game yeah. plan so he could really understand, okay, what is happening? Yeah. I think the important thing to know here is that what is happening is the people that while they may also feel stuck, a lot of times the ones that are closest to us are being defensive because they're trying to protect Mm -hmm. us or protect themselves. And by you growing or you doing the things or you continuing to see traction, it either means they feel less secure, they feel less, they feel like you're less secure, Mm -hmm. or they are intimidated by the personal growth you're going through. And I think in the same vein you're talking about, I for sure had tons of people in my life that told me my entire life, I could do whatever I wanted, that I had the ability to do anything and that I had that power and like no one could take it away from me. And in the same breath could have someone say, you can do anything you want. And then the moment I told them my ideas, the like apprehension, the like, well, is that kind of like a safe choice like would come up for them. And I specifically remember conversations with my spouse and my mom. And again, like they're coming from a place of trying to protect us and to say, I'm going to change everything about my life. I'm going to change everything about the way I live. I'm going to change everything about how I bring money into my household. I'm going to change everything and have that feel like a safe thing for other people. I mean, it's not okay. Like it's not, you are gambling on yourself. Right. And I personally, as an entrepreneur have taken bigger gambles than I think a lot of you will ever take. And that is okay. That is my journey. Those were my choices, but it also meant it put pressure on the people around me who I know in their heart, wanted to support me and perhaps were supportive surface mm-hmm. level, but like you could feel the like anxiety from them. You could feel the, I'm not sure you can do this from them kind of thing. And I think a lot of it is circumstantial. Like if you were to actually look at the facts, I had worked for other people, but changed jobs every two to three years. I had gotten promoted, but then I had gotten laid off (laughs) twice. And so the idea of, okay, I'm going to go out and start something after I had been the breadwinner in my home the entire time we had been married, 
that is like putting all all the Mm -hmm. eggs in one basket and saying, hope (laughs) this works. And so I get it. But I'm imagining that other people are listening to this and they're thinking, oh, like if only so-and-so would be supportive, if only so-and-so would see my vision, if only so-and-so could hear what I'm saying and truly understand. And I'll tell you, being on the other side of this and being where I'm at in business, a lot of those people have come around and like now they're like, yeah, girl, go do your thing. But I had to like prove myself to them, which is crappy. My suggestion is instead, what if we worried less about their opinions, which I know is not easy, especially because they're generally people we love and care about, or we wouldn't be paying attention to what they're saying in the first place. But if we cared a little bit less and instead found that validation in other people, because the other the people that have no preconceived notion of where we come from or how we got here or what our journey was like, or the risks involved with us making those decisions, they see it as the surface level. They see it for what it is and not all the other things spiderweb connected to it, right? And cheering people on and like getting validation from a stranger is one thing. Mm-hmm. If that person will also give you money and like a be your client and like support you in a financial way, then I feel like that's when you know to run with it. Yeah. What I what I had to learn how to do is and you will only learn this after you use the people in your life for the wrong thing, right? Yeah. Everyone in your life is there obviously for a reason and they serve an amazing purpose. But when it comes to needing support or needing someone to brainstorm something with you or needing someone, you know, sometimes we just need validation, right? That we're doing the right thing. Did I pick the right journey, choice, whatever. Right. There are different people in your life who will serve those roles in really good ways and really shitty ways. Mm -hmm. And so I had to identify, okay, this person in my life fulfills me and supports me in this way. So I can go to them for these types of conversations, but they don't do a good job when I talk about stuff like this. And so I do not go to that person for those conversations. I remember my Nana, who I love dearly, is a unique human in the sense that everything that she tells you is a nice thing, right? I love you. Mm -hmm. I support you. I'm proud of you. But it is said in a way that feels the opposite, right? She, her tone comes across really harsh. Sometimes the way that she phrases things is really weird. And so I found that if I was bringing up certain things with her, and I saw this again recently when I was talking about my jewelry business with her, Mm -hmm. she said something like, yeah, that's awesome. But you want to make sure that you sell as much as you can right now because you never know when like the market's going to be saturated and then no one's going to buy anything anymore. Oh my gosh. And it was coming from now that I'm in a healthier space. It was definitely coming from her just being like, okay, yeah, you had like a, a rapid like success the first like couple weeks and months of you doing this, maybe that won't maintain. So what are you going to do to maintain that? Or how are you going to sustain that? Or do you want to sustain that? Those were really all the conversations that were going through her head, right? Where she's like, 
I can't imagine that it's going to be this high for forever. So what are you going to do about it? And instead, she says that. And I was able to just chuckle and say, yeah, I know. And I text my husband, can you believe what she just said to me? And he reminds me again that she's really proud of me and she's just an anxious person as well. And so my point being is like, find the people in your life who can serve you for the thing that you're needing right there and right then. And and what that takes is a lot of self-reflection in you knowing what do I actually need right now? Because oftentimes Mm -hmm. what I found, I would be talking about business or a launch or an idea because I was anxious. I was nervous. Mm -hmm. I was doubting something. I was whatever. And I didn't Mm -hmm. know what I needed out of someone. I just would start word vomiting. And if it was to the Mm -hmm. wrong person, I would leave that conversation feeling really shitty. And so Mm -hmm. if you can identify today, right now, because of whatever happened in your business or your day-to-day, how are you feeling and what are you needing? Do you need someone to just tell you that like it's going to be okay and some clients are shitty and it's going to work out? Do you need someone to say, hey, maybe you shouldn't offer that service anymore? Do you need someone to say you need to raise your prices? Like, What do you actually need from someone? And then you need to vet your Rolodex of support and find the right person who can be there for you for that thing. Yeah. You do. You have to validate where that support is coming from. Absolutely. I feel like too often I've given people the power. Yeah. You are in control of who you assign power to, especially when it comes to these opinions that are like flying at you. Sometimes you just want the opinion because you need to be told you're doing a good job. And like you have to differentiate that voice versus someone who actually knows what the heck is going on in business and can give you solid advice. Like there's a difference between like a cheerleader version and like an actual problem solver, strategy minded problem solver, someone who gets it, someone who's been there. And do not identify someone who doesn't have a clue what they're talking about as your problem solver. Mm. That's the mistake I made. I relied on my husband to help me strategize a problem in my business when I'm sorry, I love you, but he knows shit about business. He knows even less about marketing. And so I would go to him time and time again, because I wanted him to be this kind of sounding board for me. Mm -hmm. And I'd be like, oh, this launch, like maybe didn't do the things that we thought and we tried this. And so he would, okay, well, did you think about this? Or did you try this? And all of his ideas are shit. And so I would get so mad because I'm like, okay, well, we either tried that. Obviously that didn't work. Or obviously that's not going to work because X, Y, Z. And so I finally realized like, okay, you are not my brainstorming person. Like you just can't be because you don't know what you're talking about. But my dad is. Now he might not be in this industry, but he is a marketing nerd and loves learning stuff. He listens to business podcasts. He has his own business. He's in coaching small groups. So he knows my world enough So he can give actual valuable feedback, but not too much where maybe it's just like he's just confirming everything that I want confirmed. Right. So it's a really good sounding board for me. Which that can be the problem you run into if you put too much weight in Mm -hmm. the opinions of your peers. Because what happens is- I can't talk to anyone. (laughs) You end up with- And my dad. (laughs) Yeah, right? You end up with people that- 
while you love them and you want to support their business and you want to support the things they're going through, the problem I found with putting too much weight on other people's opinions who are already doing similar things is they are literally all they're going to do, which this is not a bad thing, but all they're going to do is tell you what did and didn't work for them. Mm-hmm. But their situation is different than yours. And mm-hmm. they're too close to it to see how it's different. Mm-hmm. And all they see are the similarities. Mm-hmm. And so now, I am this person who, if you come to me with a thing, I'm going to strategize. I immediately go into, let's fix this. Yeah. And I'm immediately going to go into, if I've been in this situation, here's what I've done. Right. What I've learned to do now is ask the person, do you want me? to strategize with you by telling you what I would do if I were you, or is that not going to be helpful? Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's not going to be helpful and they need to know that that's not going to be helpful. That's not on me. They need to know that again, going back to what you actually need from this situation. But sometimes they're like, no, tell me what you would do because they're in a space where they can maybe take what I say and tweak it for them. Mm -hmm. Right. And say, okay, I can see how that would work for you, but not for me. So I'm going to try, you know, this over here. But you have to like you being the person who needs the support, you have to know what you actually want out of the scenario. Yeah. Which is why navigating all of this is so hard. But at the same time, what you have to do is as hard as this is. Like I'm not good at this because (laughs) I will tell you straight up my – love language when i started this business and i don't think it still is i think i've i think i've shifted it to protect myself but when i started yeah. the only way i felt validated and felt loved was words of affirmation and so i was constantly seeking validation from outside sources but what has happened is i have taken that power and given it back to myself And so now I can see something that happens. And instead of needing someone or 75 someone's or 150 someone's to tell me that that was good or right or justified or whatever, now all I need is to believe in me and my decision making power and the things that I know to be true. And does that mean I make mistakes? Like, duh. Yeah. But have you watched the Taylor Swift documentary? Yet? Yeah, of course I have. <laughs> okay. So I have never resonated more with Taylor Swift. I know. Than when she was very, very open, very open about her need of validation from her fans yeah. and from awards yeah. and being nominated and all that yeah. stuff. Watching her, and sorry, if you guys haven't watched it, this is your own fault. Watching her sit on the you phone with I'm. It's her publicist or something. Yeah. But her pub, she's waiting. It's Grammy nomination day. And she's sitting on the couch, just playing with her cat, not watching TV, not doing anything. And her publicist calls and she's like, You're not nominated. Mm-hmm. Like they've, re- they haven't released all the, not all the categories yet. But for, you know, this one, album of the year, record of the year, song of the year, you're not nominated. And this was in 2018. So this was like after she's like already won stuff and proven herself. And she, I just could see in her face where she's like, okay, well, I just need to make a better album then. 
And it's just this, we do that too, right? Oh, no one bought this thing. Okay, we just need to make a better thing. Oh, like this didn't do well. well. Okay, we just need to make a better thing. Because for us, people buying it, liking it, sharing it, talking about it was the thing we rode for so long. That's mm-hmm. why we launched every two weeks for over a year because guess what happens when you launch? Is you you have this launch high, right? You get all these people signed up for something. They come to this thing that you're putting on and they buy something that you're selling. And then you have a launch crash because no one gives a shit about you after that. Mm-hmm. So then you do it again. And then you do it again. And we would do that for every two weeks because it felt really good. It felt yeah. really good. Well, I mean, that's the same reason why when we first started, I programmed my phone to literally cha-ching <laughs> every time we made a sale because it was validating. Uh-huh. Now, mm-hmm. if I did that now, it would be the most annoying thing oh in the God. world. My phone would die. <laughs> <laughs> but that, I mean, that's a great problem to have, right? But, but it, But it... <laughs> at the time was like what I Mm -hmm. felt like I needed. And I think it was fine. Like it's appropriate. I think we did it for maybe too long, but it's appropriate. I think for a little bit, right. You need that reassurance that you're doing something great. And Mm -hmm. oh my God, someone just bought something like in the middle of the afternoon and I didn't even do anything. That's really cool. Yeah. But I also think like do it, know the purpose Mm -hmm. and know when to stop. I'm interrupting myself to bring you something that could change your business forever. I'm hosting a workshop that's so important. I've made it 100% free for all online businesses. Here's what I can promise you. Inside the market shift, you're going to get the most value-packed 90 minutes you've seen in years. I'm going to share the ecosystem that represents online businesses today. You're going to walk away knowing how to create more predictable income and sustainably scale, regardless of where you're starting today. You'll uncover the AI secrets top entrepreneurs use to stay ahead, boost productivity, and secure their future. You'll have the exact equation that's making wealthy people wealthier and be able to steal copy-paste it before it widens the wealth gap any further. When you attend live and stay until the end, you'll get access to my exclusive brand new mini course, the two-click funnel, absolutely free. Inside, I'm giving you the exact automation funnel I've been running that consistently converts organic traffic into loyal buyers in minutes. Save your seat right now at bossproject.com shift, then share it with a friend. There isn't much time between now and the workshop, so head right now to bossproject.com shift to claim your spot. Still searching for a great candidate for your company? Don't search, just match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. We've had to weed through hundreds of applications in the past. We could have saved so much time if we'd used Indeed. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I think with that, 
what we've had to do is while we do continue to get validation from strangers and from people we don't know and from students and like, like that continues to yeah. happen. And while the people in our life are still all of these years later, all of this success later, they still have apprehension. They still hear ideas we have and are like, why are you doing that? Or like, mm-hmm. what are you thinking? Or that really mm-hmm. worked. Or I really like that idea. Whatever. They're still pouring their opinions into us. I think the difference now, and I think this comes with maturity. I think this comes from having been around the block 75 million times. <laughs> I think there's reassurance in knowing that those moments are fleeting and what truly in my eyes is validating or is success is in knowing that I could do something and I would I would have to do something pretty terrible to <laughs> F up what I've built. Don't right? jinx it. <laughs> <laughs> but like there's it's working. You would have to get in a public fight with Kanye West for it. <laughs> no. Well, Just actually, like now I did see this thing. I don't know if you guys follow our friend Megan Maydell, but she was, has been talking about internet security and like I could go down this whole rabbit hole with that. But you can post one thing and basically get what – what do they call it? Cancel culture? Canceled. Mm-hmm. You can get canceled. So I'm not saying I can't do that. I am fully aware I could do something <laughs> inappropriate. But even if I did, the way my business is built, it's not fully reliant on any one channel or any one area. So even if I personally, like if someone attacked me, it doesn't mean there are parts and pieces of my business I couldn't sell off or uh, dismantle or I mean, whatever. So like, come at me. <laughs> don't, don't, please don't. don't please don't. don't. Keep your shit to yourself. <laughs> no, I think that's, but going back to Taylor Swift, she talks about that. And I, again, I was like, oh my God. So she's talking about the validation but that she gets from- you just wanted to like hug her too, you know? I know, from strangers. And she talks about how when all of your happiness and your definition of your success is yes. wrapped up in the reactions of other people, that makes it so much more dangerous to lose everything. Yes. Everything can that- and will come crashing down. So that's what I was trying to say and not <laughs> doing a very good job at saying- no. <laughs> you can even if any any if if that were to happen, if it were to all go away tomorrow, I could rebuild. Uh, because right. I am not wrapped up in the success right. of my company. I could do something else entirely different. Right. It took and, me a long time to get there. Right. So I I could be in a totally different industry and I have the backbone, I have the drive, I have mm-hmm. the knowledge to, to figure something else to out. To figure it out. To mm-hmm. figure it out. And that doesn't mean cuz I think for a long time I thought, well, if this this doesn't work, if this mm-hmm. specific business doesn't work, then I have to go get a real job. Like that's right. the kind of crap I would tell myself all the time. That's not the case. Like if Mm -hmm. this doesn't work, I'll pivot a little bit. And if if that doesn't work, I'll pivot a little bit more. And if that doesn't work, I'll try something in a totally different industry. And if that doesn't work, then who cares? I'll keep going. And if that Mm -hmm. doesn't work, I still have savings for the next God knows how long. And because of that, 
I am okay. Right. And if you can be okay and like without all the other people, like this is what we're trying to get to guys. We're trying (laughs) to get to a place where while it may bother us to no end that strangers are more supportive than the people we love the most. If we can get to a place where none of that matters bother me anymore. No? No. Well, good. I and, it doesn't bother me maybe, either. Maybe it's because like I have been lucky to have still a lot of support. So it's not like I don't have any. Mm-hmm. Literally, like if you grow a business past 20, 30, 50 people, you're gonna have more people who don't know you supporting you than who do know you because mm-hmm. like your family is not 75,000 people. Right. Mm-hmm. And so like literally that's what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I never took that as like more people who don't know me care about me than people who do. Like, I don't feel that way at all. Mm-hmm. And I think as soon as it, going back to like me putting people in buckets of the type of support that they provide. Okay. That's when I can go to them for these things. Great. And I didn't need every single person in my life to be a great person to brainstorm with and a great person to like cry if something messed up and a great person, you know, for whatever. When I realized that, then it it didn't really bother anymore that this person wasn't that great serving me in this way because I knew I had someone else to do it. Now, if you don't have one person in your life, literally one person who can be your unconditional support. Like they, they're not going to brainstorm well with you. They're going to let you talk it out, but they, they're not going to come back with ideas, but they're the person who literally, if you say you want to quit tomorrow, they're going to be like, okay, yeah, I support you. And then the next day you're like, I'm in this forever. And they're like, okay, yeah, I support you. I want you to find that person. Yeah. But truly, like if you just have that one, like Mm -hmm. you will be fine. Well, the interesting thing is This per that person, that one person, personally, I tried to make that person be my person, if that makes sense. Like I tried Mm -hmm. to manipulate the situation into being like, I want them to be my person. Now, granted, I think I have a couple of them now that if I were to do that, they would blindly support me. But you do have the ability if you continue to rise up and you continue to not let the other words strike you down and the other opinions strike you down. I do think there can be people in your life that at one point were apprehensive or protective of you that become Mm -hmm. that version that is ultimately supportive no matter what. And my Mm -hmm. spouse being that person for me. So if you had talked to him when Emily and I first started our business, like it was a problem. Mm-hmm. And he knows it was a problem. Emily knows it was a problem. Like <laughs> it got to the point where we stopped talking about certain things with our spouses because it was hurting our marriage. It was hurting our business. It was, I mean, it was, it was a thing. Dark, dark days. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because it's hard when like you're living with someone and loving someone and trying to be married to someone who also decides to have all these opinions of, <laughs> where you get your worth in life. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. But when you're both like growing and learning together, right? Yeah. Like maturing in your own journey and your yeah. own time and state, like it's, yeah. 
But now he's embarrassing because he so loves me and supports me that I'm like, okay, if you call me a badass in front of strangers one more time, I, I'm i going to walk out of the room because you're embarrassing. <laughs> but like that has been such an incredible place to get to with yeah. him because for so long it wasn't that easy. Yeah. And yeah. now – I hate to be the bearer of bad news to tell you that sometimes, despite all efforts, despite all the work in the world, there's people in your life that even if you want them to be that, they're just not. They're not going to be. But that doesn't Mm -hmm. mean they can't love you and that doesn't mean they can't Mm -hmm. be there for you in other ways. But you have to learn to draw the line rather than trying to force something and then end up hurting yourself more. Well, yeah. And I think that part of this conversation that's been brought up when people talk about support and people in their lives, it's also been brought up where they've like lost friendships over it. And I've always been amazed at that about, you know, the ability of someone else not having enough self-awareness to really understand, can they be a part of this conversation or not? How can they support this person or literally shut up? And it just, it kind of amazes me. And I obviously know there are people like that. It's been brought up even in our, like in smaller groups that I'm in where I'm like, oh, that was a a good friend of yours and that bridge is burned now. I saw this thing the other day. It's like a tweet and I want to hear your thoughts on it. Mm -hmm. It was something like one of my friends told me, they can't be around me right now because my success is triggering for them and intimidating for them. Mm-hmm. And I really respect that she knew that about herself and like we all need to be a little bit more emotionally aware. And the conversation on that thread was some, like it was split right down the middle where some people were like, that's awesome that she was self-aware enough and told you that and that you respected that. And then the other half was like, she can't fucking support you. Like, I don't understand. And so what are your thoughts? Yeah. So I've actually, I haven't seen this specific conversation, but I've seen other people talk about this. Perhaps the unfortunate situation here is that ultimately that sort of behavior, even if it is self-aware to talk about it out loud, even if that is big of her to say I think it ultimately will drive them apart. I agree. Regardless of who they are. I think even if that's true, which I, because feelings are okay, right? Right. Okay. We have to validate that if that is how she ultimately intimidated by her success. Absolutely. That doesn't mean like she's wrong for being intimidated. And I think that's our inclination to go there. Our Mm -hmm. inclination is to say, why can't she be supportive? Whatever. And I mean, she wants to be. I think her saying that, like, I'm intimidated is her saying, I want to be supportive, but this is really hard for me. But ultimately, do I think whoever this pair of friends is will be friends long term? No, no, not at all. I don't think so. I don't, I don't think so. Now, I will say, as a person who relates to this conversation, <laughs> I have been the person who has been intimidated. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, I have I've been intimidated. Yeah. I've also been the person who intimidated others. Mm-hmm. And so having been on both sides of this conversation, I would say, even though I think feelings are valid, 
if you can get to a place of support faster, yeah. it's you have to separate your success from theirs. Yeah. And I think so it's really hard in the beginning to like see someone you love and care about take off and right. you're still in the same place. Like that's what kind of goes back to the quote we're talking about, right? Yeah. She's that person yeah. who feels stuck yeah. and is thus not, mm-hmm. not knowing how them. to react, yeah. right? So well, and I think it's I don't, important. I don't know if I have a like right or wrong sure. scenario for that. I think that. it's important that the I want to make clear, at least in this scenario from this tweet, it seemed like they were already friends, right? They were definitely friends. And then she yeah. said this thing. If this is coming from a stranger, who cares? You know what I mean? There are definitely yeah. people where if it's a stranger, like y'all need to just unfollow each other and exactly. It's like there are things where I've been like jealous of someone else's success and been like, why this, that, or the other. And what I've had to self-check is like, I'm gonna unfollow you. I still wish you all the success in the world. I just cannot see it every day. I it's not mm-hmm. good for mm-hmm. my mental health. But I don't know that person that well, you know? Like yeah. we might not have any relationship whatsoever, or we like met at like a conference or something, you know, and we're like not that close. So those are fine. Those are healthy boundaries where you need to recognize it's not impacting their life that you're unfollowing them. Right. You don't need to tell them why you're unfollowing them or any of that nonsense. No, no. But like this scenario was existing relationships. And I just think for living in this world of community over competition, women supporting other women, that's kind of what that goes back to for me, where it's like, mm-hmm. okay. You don't need to maybe watch everything that I'm putting out in my business if that part is triggering for you, but like you can still be nice and supportive and like you can still, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like my success doesn't have anything to do with your success. Me succeeding isn't preventing you from succeeding. So like get your head Mm -hmm. out the sand and get to work. Yeah. Get to work for sure. I want to like also say something about the unfollowing people thing, because I have been the person who felt like at some point that if I wasn't following them, that that said something about me, really? which is so weird. What did it say so about I, you? I, th- because we were peers or I had identified ourselves as peers, I felt like that meant that I wasn't supportive Mm. if I chose to not be in their corner or not comment or not say things on their stories or whatever. But the part that ultimately clicked for me was that it was becoming so unhealthy that like Mm -hmm. I was checking everything. I was looking at everything. I was like, this, 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 this. and I'll tell you mm-hmm. what, the moment I let it go, the moment I was like, mm-hmm. this is unhealthy. They don't even know yeah. it's unhealthy because they're not even right. I'm not even sure I'm on their radar at all. Okay. Right. Do they probably know my name? Sure. But like, that's, that's the extent of it. I had to let it go because it was hurting me. But like, in that situation, it doesn't matter. And like, it It doesn't doesn't, matter. It doesn't mean that at some point I can't follow them again and like feel differently about it. Uh, For instance, like there was a couple of women who had struggled to get pregnant and I was following their journey and then they did get pregnant. And And you're like, (laughs) I'm like, I can't because I'm still struggling and I'm still in that Mm -hmm. place, you know? So like, that's okay. Right. Right. 
So, well, and I always go back to our, we had our friend Cindy Spiegel on the show many years ago, early, early, early episode. We kind of talked about this community over competition and like supporting other people and what that really means. So Mm -hmm. definitely go back and listen to that one. But something that she brought up that I think is also part of this conversation and kind of goes back to what you were saying in the sense of like, I felt like that said something about me if I didn't follow them, like I wasn't supporting them. And I'm not, I don't know who Abby is talking about, but (laughs) sometimes, sometimes, right. Some people just rub us the wrong way or they kind of do something that pisses us off. Or like you hear something about someone and like, maybe that person's kind of an asshole. You do not have to support them just because they are other women who have businesses If you have deemed them an asshole for whatever reason you want to, you keep that personal shit to yourself, like you don't owe anyone a reason of why you're not following someone Mm -hmm. or why you don't like someone. Like I I think that there's a misconception in this whole industry of supporting everyone that you you have to support everyone. That no matter what other women doing amazing shit, like you need to uplift it and support it. And that is just not true. And so- And they could be great. That's the thing. That's the differentiator is like, I think some, well, some of people for sure, (laughs) not great people. (laughs) Some people are actually excellent people. And that's what bothers you more is you're like- Like she is so nice and she yeah. is doing all the things and There's she's helping with you people. and I still don't like you. <laughs> right? And that's that's Fine. those are her okay feelings too. Now, mm-hmm. the big difference here is going back to that tweet, only mm-hmm. tell the other person mm-hmm. if you actually have an existing relationship exactly. and it's worth noting. Right. Otherwise, you're just being a weirdo and you're creating <laughs> and you're being mean because that might hurt them if you don't have an existing relationship. If you have an existing relationship, I feel like it could be telling and you could have a conversation about it. Right. Right. But you have to be in a certain <laughs> kind of relationship. Don't everyone you're unfollowing today. Oh, <laughs> unfollowing my them. God. Well, and I get unfollowed every day. Oh, yeah. So in, many In all the places. I don't care. All the places. I don't care. Get out of here. I had this conversation the other day. I friended someone on Facebook because she looked familiar and I couldn't figure out how we knew each other. And she DM'd me. I I don't know. And she was like, oh, we have all these. Abby's the one who friends people because they look familiar. And I'm like, is this my mom? I'm not going to accept it. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. I'm friends with my mom on Facebook. Anyway. We were just talking, uh, she DM me and we started talking about business and life and da 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 da. And come to find out, she's like, Oh, I used to follow you. And like, I could have gotten really caught up in the used to part. Used to? <laughs> I used to follow you. But like, I'm the same way. Like, and that's okay. Yeah. So, friends, y'all know, do you actually know how Instagram works? You can technically still follow people and then not see any of their content. None of it. Pisses me off. Actually, actually, it really does bother me because usually there's a reason I followed them. And then six months go by Uh and I'm like, wait a second, I forgot Uh about this person. So bring back the timeline view. No, I don't want it back. I I want that. Show me things that just happened. (sighs) <sighs> or know when my eyeballs have seen a post and don't show it to me again. Yeah. Yeah. That's a whole nother subject. Okay. <laughs> when it all comes down to it, the point I want to make here is 
it is okay if strangers are more supportive than the people that love you most. It is okay to protect yourself and know where you need to create boundaries in your life, whether that means unfollowing people that make you uncomfortable or not sharing things with certain people in your life that you used to give higher regard to certain aspects of it. That is all okay. The point is you are currently in this moment right now enough. You are worthy. You have value. And other people's opinions are just that. They're opinions. They do not hold value over who you are. And people want to follow you. People want to hear from you. People want to buy the thing you have to offer. But until you're willing to protect yourself a bit, and know that like regardless of what happens or how a launch goes or what someone says about you that that has no bearing over who you are as a human being you're going to have some issues and it's okay you're allowed to have issues you can work through them but this is one step at a time one boundary at a time you got this hey a few quick favors before you leave i'd love if you'd share today's episode send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor. To get podcast updates and all the the behind-the-scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details really love this show, it would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show, but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.